to another episode of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast for awesome stuff. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Carrie Fialo, Social Media Coordinator at Marvel. Uh, associate Producer Blake Garris, joined by a band we are all big fans of. Please introduce yourself, guys. Uh, um, well, we are The Used. I'm Quinn. I'm Jeff. And it was awesome. You guys came by. Thank you for, uh, for rolling through. You guys played last night in the city? Yep, we did. We played at the uh, Best Buy Theater in Times Square. It was great. It's an excellent show. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, Really, really honored to be here because we both grew up, you know, with comics in our possession and just really cool to have the opportunity to be here so thanks. no thanks it's yeah, very cool one of the first things i always do on the when i give the tours is show people the uncut sheets of marvel trading cards and you were just like boom right there i had that one i had that one i had that one i had that one uh-huh. it's, it's cool to see that you know mm-hmm. it's like there's a very specific brand of marvel fan who re- collected those cards who remembers those cards mm-hmm. and for me, I got introduced to so many characters through that stuff. And me it was, too. It was awesome. That's how I learned about all the stuff, you know, that had passed by me. You know, my dad was a huge... He had, like, wizards just stacked up in the bathroom in the vanity. <laughs> you know, most guys would have, like... You'd think would have some kind of adult thing. My dad had a comic fetish, so... That's cool. That was cool. God so bless I, your dad. Yeah, so I had the... Uh, yeah, I had that going on to the sexy comic ladies... <laughs> so that was, that would have been the '90s, and it was definitely like sexy comic lady central. Oh, I know. Everywhere. It was awesome. Boobtastic. Yeah, it was great. It was like you know, it's like all these rumors that like you know Pamela Anderson, she was huge at the time that she was going to be, you know, she was going to play. Or I don't know. I don't remember how I saw comic books of of her or something like that. But she did. She. I think she, she actually did. So it wasn't one of ours. Uh, but she did a comic book like a uh, like an That's independent, right. and it was like. Okay, well, you know. Yeah. I think we were talking about this before the podcast, but like when X Men and Spider Man hit comic book movies, just that was that was it. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah. fans of the movies, right? Yeah, all the movies, mm-hmm. actually, everyone that's come out. Yeah. Um, X Men was amazing. Wolverine was amazing. Yeah, um, Wolverine's awesome. It's it's crazy seeing it. I don't know. I guess seeing it as a kid, and then growing up, and then seeing these movies that are just beyond what you could imagine. You know what I mean? Well, because these stories are larger than life stories. You yeah, know? yeah, these, yeah, Everything about it's bigger than life. I mean, and I knew it for a long time. I, I, that it was going to happen. It was bound to happen, you know, that these stories and these characters that were, I mean, it's the science fiction. It's as we come into, the, into a modern age, we're able, with technology and things like that, to be able to create environments and movie sets that take us away from, you know, regular life. And so, I mean... The, the stories that are larger than life and then having the technology to match it you know it's just really it's awesome. it was inevitable yeah, what did you guys think awesome. of seeing how comics are made because you got the, yeah. the explanation for that stuff and I was outside the office I've seen Bill and heard Bill do his shtick a bunch of times which is awesome because <coughs> he's like he goes yeah. through every step but I was like what's the impression you get it's cool I love the creative process no matter you know what medium it is it's whether it's building furniture or home houses or even if it's like a team a sports team I don't know it's like there's all those factors in there there's the whole teamwork you know it's like just being in a band you know we have to kind of come up with an idea either shoot it down green light it say we're going to work on this mm-hmm. or I mean it's certainly not you know the same medium at all but it's um, similar the effort that goes into it is is you know it's I can just see how much work goes into it and how cool that is, you know. Yeah. Like how does everybody that, has their own thing. 
Oh, just after him saying that the covers are dri- written or, you know what I mean, drawn by somebody else and the storyline is done by somebody else and then the actual artwork, the black and white is done by somebody else, you know what I mean, and then the color is done by... Like, it's all such a process that's the same, like you were saying, it's the same similar kind of thing as music in a way, but mm-hmm. it's more spread out worldwide even than I imagined. Yeah, I mean, it's a different... Yeah, yeah. the operation of how these how, how these stories come to life and all that stuff is just amazing, you know? It's inspiring. It's really cool. Have you guys ever made music where you're like, you'll record something and then send a tape or send songs somewhere else in a completely different part of the country? I've always I've been yeah. fascinated by that by hearing you know musicians talk about that stuff and how you how that collaborative process comes together because in comics you know there are people who speak completely different languages and they mm-hmm. how they're communicating is sometimes through a proxy it's through like an editor mm-hmm. and you know it, it's such a weird thing and I'm always fascinated by those long distance creative processes and you come up yeah. with something cool anyway. Yeah, it's like, um, I mean, usually we, we will do an idea, we'll come up with ideas on our own, um, sketch out whatever it might be, and then when we get together, we kind of just re- really quickly go through all those and say, well, that one stands out and that one stands out, and that one's okay, you know, put that on the back burner. But, um, yeah, it's usually like, you know, getting an idea, recording it on your phone or whatever means you have, and then emailing it to someone else so that, you know, it's just the way it works nowadays for us. But Where's the weirdest place you've come up with an idea for a song? We've know. tried so many different uh, approaches. Um, I mean, it's probably the same as, you know, for a lot of these guys. It's just you can't know when something's going to pop in your mind, you yeah. know what I mean? Like You could be, like, peeing in the toilet or something <laughs> like that, and then you'd be, like, humming something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like, yeah, when... Uh, We've tried to force songs like let's go down by the lake and let's go sit by a fire and let's write a song. <laughs> Sexy no. times. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. Really romantic. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it's like, you know, we all want to be comfortable and like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard because like I think for any artist, where your thoughts come from, you have no control over. Mm-hmm. Where those ideas come from, you have no idea really. They either just get that inspiration and it comes, and then the other scary part is you have no idea if it's gonna when it's gonna come again, you know, and if it's your fault or if you're not, it's like if you're not forcing it, and then you try and force it, and you know, so I think we've learned to relax and kind of let time dictate how we write and our process and stuff. I don't think we try one thing harder, than, you know, try it one way more than another. But if it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. You just let it relax and then try again the next day or try again when you guys put, are putting a record together how many songs do you usually come up with I've talked to some bands they're like oh yeah we usually have like 110 and then we'll whittle it down to like 15 I'm like really? that's bananas yeah I mean I think a lot of people like to say that I mean but where are all these songs then um, I'd say we come up with about 20 or 30 solid songs yeah, yeah. solid songs and then and we'll come up with tons of ideas sometimes but those are just like a verse <laughs> or like a chorus you know what I mean yeah. I mean, it's not really a song it doesn't yeah. it's not like I don't know it's there's not nothing in, yeah nothing. like nothing's been pre um, nothing's been carved out for a melody it's just like we've just jammed something and then yeah. it turns into nothing and I think most of the time that's how you whittle it down anyway but um, I don't know yeah well, it's interesting Sorry. Speaking on that, you said you had another version of your most recent album coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit on that? Yeah, it actually did. It's already out now. Um, 
came out two days ago, three days yeah. ago. It's called Vul Vulnerable 2. And um, when we were in the studio, we we sort of took about a year. This is how this, the record came about, was we taken about a year and a half while we were touring internationally. Like, we would do, like, a couple weeks in Southeast Asia, then we'd be home, then we'd go to South Africa, and we'd come home, we'd go to Europe, come home. And so in those breaks, we were, we were getting together and writing and stuff, but then when we got in the studio, we were like, well, let's just try and... Let's try and do what we let's just do it right now. Let's just let's just start writing right now. And so we just you know threw out the keyboard and started coming up with tons of ideas, like three songs a day, you know, kind of days. And then um, so by the end of the process, we had about ten that were or, no, or yeah, we had like I'm I'm wrong actually. We had about four songs that were left over that we knew weren't going to make the record. So. Those we put on Vulnerable 2. We put some acoustic songs that we recorded, kind of demos. Um, and then some remixes that our friends did. Um, uh, Bobby Alt, Craddy, some people were friends with it. We just thought it would be kind of cool to to sort of show a little bit of what was going on around the time. Yeah. Re-releases always have the stigma of being you know, a cop-out and all that stuff, so... I mean, anyone can say that, but I mean, we just wanted to have it available for people instead of people have to sit and search and steal it somewhere. They yeah, can yeah. find it. If it's nice to get that stuff out and as opposed to just like waiting to do something with it and having it become lost or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's good between, you know, like major full lengths that you guys are working on. What was the, la the last one? I'm going to embarrass myself terribly here because I have a bunch of songs from uh, the, I think it was the last record on my workout playlist. So I'm, you know, running in the gym in the morning is the songs like Live For Live Forever. Mm -hmm. Is that from the last record? I, I can't, I'm not going to try and sing it. Yeah, I'm that's from my last record. Yeah, so... That's so funny. I'm psyched that there's new stuff because that all that's like okay, <laughs> more new music for me because I dig you guys and you know Ooh, it's thanks. cool. Uh, so I'm I'm psyched for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, man. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, what about going on the road? I'm always for me it's like the only time I've ever done a sort of band trip was I went to Crazy Fest last year with um, what do they call themselves? Self Defense Family. Um, they're on Bridge Nine or something. Mm -mm, I don't know. Yeah. Good dudes, but they took me in their van down to Kentucky for the fest, and it was just the weirdest thing for me because I'd never done that kind of traveling. Is it how how long have you gone on these these road trips? Is it ever like super long, or is it more oh, yeah. like this one's fifty days? Fifty? Mm -hmm, right now, it's not the longest, but it's pretty it's, long. It's pretty long. That's pretty pretty long. Um, I mean, in the first couple of years of touring, we were home maybe a month the whole year. Yeah. In total, like, total. Not, not for a month, but, like, be home for a week, and then another week, and then, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys are still sane, so that's cool. Yeah, you it made takes it. a toll after yeah. a while, you know, right? as you get older. Yeah, it is, it is kind of tough. I'm not sure what cra Crazy Fest, is that like a retro metal kind well, of Crazy thing? Fest was in the 90s. They did it every year, and then they oh. stopped doing it, and then they brought it back. Um, this year it was awesome. It was like Kevin Seconds played and Against Me played and cool. um, a bunch of like '90s bands from like Initial. They were on Initial Records. They wow. came back together. It was good. It was a lot that's of fun. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It can be. Yeah. I mean, we. It's every day is just different. I don't know. We um, we're on a bus, so it, that makes it a lot nicer. I mean, obviously we could be in a van right now. And yeah. It'd yeah, be. Yeah. 
a different story, a lot different. So, I mean, we have room to kind of like, you know. I'm very comfortable on a bus. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> I'm weird. I'm so comfortable sleeping on a bus, man. Yeah. You get your own look. I mean, you have you ever been on a bus before? Not a tour bus. I, I've watched, like, CM Punk, the wrestler. He's was doing a whole thing about his bus and I was like that looks like the way to live if you're going to be on the road all the time when it's probably different than ours huh? I was about to say like, so I don't know you've got like we get little we coffins <laughs> we have a full, yeah we have a full crew that comes with us too, many, so what does a full have, crew consist of how many well we've got a sound guy a front oh. of house sound guy we have a stage monitor guy so that's we, six so far so far six, six. Yeah. we have a drum and a guitar tech so that's eight, so eight. Then we have a lighting guy, a lighting guy, a tour manager, and that guy right there, and uh, merch. And, and a merch, merch guy. guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How well, many air fresheners there. do you have going at any given time? Oh my gosh, not, not enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, no back. There's there's a front lounge and a back lounge, and the back lounge is where all the bags and the dirty clothes end up, and the shoes. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty bad, and that's like the stinky area. But also, that's my area to hang out in because there's an Xbox back there. Nice. So I, I will brave the smell. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what are you playing? Um, back at Skyrim again. I had I'll, I haven't got the I haven't had a chance to download the updates because mm-hmm. my Xbox at home broke. Uh-huh. So I had a touring Xbox, and now that I'm out here, I finally hooked it up to the internet and downloaded like the Down Guard, which is awesome. <laughs> I put in 140 hours, I think. I'm, and oh, I, st- no, I, I stopped. I was like, I, I wasn't even halfway through the game, and I was yeah. like, I can't do it right now. What level did you yeah. make it to? 54 or something like that? Yeah, there's a lot. There's so there's much. So m- there's so much content, and I, I love it, but... Plus, once you get that high, you can't. It's so hard to even level anymore. Yeah. It's just like you're killing things and not. It's like you, you're not even moving. You hit a dragon twice and it's dead, and you're like, "Well, what else do I have to yeah. do?" Yeah. How do you How do you get past that? And now they up the cap too, so it's like. Rad game. I hope all the listeners play it. But, I mean, love that game. Yeah. I like the first. I like. Well, it's five, but I've only played Oblivion, Morrowind, and Skyrim. And those are my three favorite games in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. This was the first one I played. In a long time, so I was like, "All right, it's got a lot of hype. It looks cool." I just started playing Nino Cory on uh, PlayStation Three. It's done. The art style is all by Ghibli Studios, who do like Princess Mononoke okay. and all those rad Japanese anime. Um, it's one of maybe the most beautiful game I've ever played. Side note: Have you played Journey? The, the oh, that's is that the the. The game where you're in the sand. Yeah, I have not played it yet. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's like I mean this is not probably the time place, but it's like it's like a game almost based off the soundtrack, dude. And it's so beautiful, like the way that the game looks and the way that the music goes to the game. Yeah. And other people like, yeah, sponsorship. Other people (laughs) that come into the game because it's it's played online. Yeah, yeah. Where you have um, like a jump button and you jump whatever and you hit the sand and it's like a wave shoots out in the sand, you know and. you push a button and you make a sound, right? And it shows that sound as a symbol. And that's the way you speak is with that sound. And if you're online, other people just come into the game that are playing it too because your goal is you're this dude that's trying to get to the top of the mountain and that's the whole, that's it. You know what I mean? So you're trying to go through this whatever levels to get to the top of this mountain. And you'll see other people and they'll run past you and it's, it's somebody else playing the game and they'll have their, their note and their symbol that they'll say when they walk past you. It's, it's, it doesn't sound as cool as it is, but it's mind-blowingly epic. Cool. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> do you do you guys pr- like look at 
different things through a different eye now that you're musicians and doing you've been doing this for so long do you pay closer attention to the music or the way they they structure certain things because i know a lot of writers or artists for us that you'll talk to them or you'll be like doing something with them and they're like they'll just focus on something because that's their wheelhouse you ever have that oh yeah definitely yeah yeah definitely i think deconstructing the way that um things are things work yeah is just you know that's like my that's what my life's purpose is you know it's in a sense i think as i i like to deconstruct and construct and think and learn and um as i've grown older i mean as we've done this for we've done this certain you know it's just one certain thing for for a while you think like just touring and stuff but i mean record there's everything that goes into it the business the recording the artwork um, and just people that we've encountered along the way that do, like I was talking about Alex Pardee earlier, yeah. like seeing his work ethic, you know, and seeing the way that he, I mean, I've never seen someone work that hard, ever. Yeah, for real. I mean, in, in a, I mean, for what he does, sure. he'll, he'll wake up at five in the morning to get a drink of water and he'll, he'll just stop for a second to see what he was drawing the night before and he's maybe slept for three hours and he's up till three in the morning the next night, and then, and I mean, and just he's never he never leaves. And you just watch that that dedication and seeing that, and then seeing all the things that have influenced him, the things that are are influencing him. And um, I mean, this might be kind of going off topic, um, but I think that um, yeah, like we've really kind of gotten into learn how to see how things work and focus in on you know exactly how we're going to do a certain thing or how we need to do a certain thing or um you know how songs work how music works what the the, you know the communication the language the um you know the things that the components to yeah to music you know or to art um it's definitely kind of killed going to concerts a little bit whole magic from it you know yeah like study you know (laughs) Yeah, it's like I, going to a class at school. You're yeah. like watching them. You're watching the sound guy. You're watching like what the tech's doing. You're like watching the backdrop go down. You know, what I mean? like all of it. Like okay, he's out of tune a little bit. So you're switching mm-hmm. guitars. All right. Drums. The drums aren't really. Yeah, something's out, out right. Like are they playing to click? He's Overheads are out. Of, it looks like it. Um, Overheads are out of phase. Yeah. Um, you know, I one thing though I was gonna say is like when we were younger, I think we were a lot more obsessive about the being in a band mm-hmm. and and you know wanting to get out and just sort of the the iconicness of that the just and as as we've grown older I mean as we've done this and gone over over time like you start to understand that it's not it's everything is part of the big picture everything's a part of it like the gestalt sort of psychology in it is like you know you'd need the background in order to have the foreground stand out in any kind of art you need to pay attention to not just the positive um you know not just the image but the background Mm -hmm. you know and so in music you know you learn all these things that all the things that you wouldn't you would just sort of glance over or whatever actually are there to pronounce what you're trying to do so you know whether it's it's just dynamics very subtle things like in the way we play you know um no you guys are yeah those things masters of the craft that's that's good it's awesome after time you know you start it's it's either it gets to be really repetitive and boring or you just go okay what can i learn from this a little bit more every day so you try something a little different you go oh that, that that did work or that didn't work and i think that's comes with that Nice. Focusing 
Cool. When are uh, when we're gonna get the next record? Um, we have we have a DVD that's in the works right now, which is a I don't know what, what a, a giant word to use here. For it's just a legacy kind of legacy. like look back on. It's it's got a lot of the people that have been involved in our career. Our old drummer was is in it. Um, everybody from other bands. There's a bunch of bands um, talking about growing with us and touring with us and yeah, live footage and lost footage and beginning footage. <laughs> it's kind of just the story of how we got started and what's what's happened. You know the milestones, the things that have happened yeah. on the way and. Um, should be really it's just the first look that we got at it, it it's it's i mean um it's being worked on right now so um there's that and also um we're gonna definitely be working on new music soon cool. you know getting that recorded so hopefully you should hear something by the end of the year or if not you know it'll be coming soon cool and where can uh, fans find you guys online um we're just about everywhere you can just twitter facebook we like, are the used is our we Twitter. are the used on yeah, Twitter. We are the used is our Twitter. At used is our Instagram. At mm. the used is our mm. Instagram. Um, our Facebook is just the used. Um, and there's of course the used.net. That's like our our web main website. And so if you went there, you could probably find everything. Cool. In there. Our personal yeah. Instagrams too. That are yeah. easy to find. Once you find those, you can find those from there. That's really some cool stuff. Rock and roll. Well, thanks guys. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate you, you coming yeah, through. Yeah. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. It's an honor. This is Marvel, your universe.